0: Nicole Hello. or Nice It's been a while. <laughs> been a while. It, are you still using that one?
1: Uh, Naisole. Yeah. In fact, I just went uh, on a studio meeting and the execs were telling me that they traumatized their assistants because they that morning were like, Nice is coming today. And the assistants were like, oh, my God, is that how you say her name? We've been calling her Nicole. <laughs> it's like, don't do that to the assistant. No, that's, that's mean. Not nice.
0: No, so. you,
1: you have to be the one that. That drops it. And then... Yeah. I mean, it never bothers me when other people use it, but it's just hilarious. Like, it never occurred no, to me that, that that would
0: happen. So, Nicole Levy's on the show today, feature uh, writer of uh, Cloak and Dagger and Mistress of Lara and Ironside and What Am I Missing? Uh, Allegiance.
1: Allegiance. Shades of Blue. Shades of Blue. I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, but the thing is, her name is spelled... N I C E O L E
1: because her parents hate her. So, <laughs> no, my parents, my mother is from Louisiana and it is the antique French spelling of Nicole as I was told by my French chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so whenever she goes into a writers room and they're doing, I guess there's a round table of everyone introduce yourself, yep. which I can't believe happens at a right in a writers room like it's I can't believe that like that. First state orientation thing still happens on oh, a TV Oh, absolutely. Show. Like, I hate those so much. Like I, I, ugh, like, I had one for a retail job not too long ago where it was like, go around the room and, like, give us your name. And one interesting fact about yourself. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I, I'm not good at that. Like, I'll give you my, here's my name. Go away.
1: Yeah. You're so. going to have to keep
0: doing it. So oh, just come on, keep was- practicing. <laughs> so, but when you introduce yourself, so she says, I'm Nicole Orr.
1: I'm Nicole, um, you spell it nice ole. That's how you'll remember. And then everyone is like, oh, we're going to call you that. And I'm like, you'll get tired of it before I will. And that's <laughs> basically what always happens. But
0: then what she does is she goes, all right, just to cement a different reputation, I'm going to bring home-baked cookies Yes. Uh, over to the room every day.
1: Not every <laughs> if you, day. If you have, Nicole's a baker, so if you hire Nicole, you get cookies. <laughs> yes, this is true. This is true. Not oh. every day, but...
0: Also, if you hear a dog... If you're patting on the floor, it's Nicole's dog.
1: <laughs> it is Ellie the Wonder Dog, who should be laying down and is decided, Who right has now. decided,
0: no, I'm not laying down, girl. So, okay. We're back. Season three. I don't know what order these are going to go in. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, rewriting. Yes. What's your stance on it? Do you hate it? Do you love it? Do you um, like it? Do you accept it?
1: Oh, I love it. You love I it. I love it. Nothing makes me happier than getting to end of pilot, end of episode on a first draft because now I can go make it good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is the hard part to me that. Are you one of are you
0: are you one of the, write the bad version and then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like, and as quickly as I can really, because. That version to me is so I can figure out what the shape of the scene is and I can make sure I have all the information I need to get out in the scene in that version so that then when I go back through it, I'm like, okay, this is all to exposition. Like, how can I adjust this? And, you know.
0: See, for me, I've always tried to do that heavy lifting in the outline stage, like all of the... Like how about how heavy? Let's start here because I was this came up a lot last season. How how out how, how much how heavy are your how heavy are your outlines? How strict are the outlines?
1: Um, I typically, I mean, for my own work, typically don't go more than fifteen pages. Yeah, I do. On I do
0: about twelve for an hour. Um, um, but so okay, so that sounds about right then. So. Do you not, when you're doing the outline, get a good grasp of what the scene is going to be at that stage so that when you go to the script, you kind of know it? So Because for me, it's always like I do the outline and I do most of the heavy lifting of the scene work in the outline so that when I get the script, I'm fairly happy with the scene and then it changes later unless there's a big story kerfuffle down the road. Like I just did a massive change on one of my older pilots. Mm-hmm. Um But for the most part... I do most of the heavy lifting there so that when the scene is done in the script, I go, I just want to make little tweaks now. I don't want to make big, giant sledgehammer tweaks.
1: I get that. And I'd say probably when I was only writing my own material, I probably was closer to that. Um, Once you start writing outlines for a show, um, you will discover that nobody wants you to do all the scene work in the outline. (laughs) And and the outline really— Why is that? Because I've heard that. It's really, first of all, almost no one, no show I've ever been on has wanted outlines turned in that were anywhere like 20 pages, sort of like a max. And I've certainly heard of other shows that have far more detailed, longer outlines, have dialogue in the outlines, all that stuff. But most of my show experience has not been that. And it's really because everyone considers it like, convince us it's an episode. So you just, basically the work of the outline is... Here's all the big, exciting moves we're going to do. Fleshed out a little bit more than when we pitched them to you. And, and so typically, I think that, you know, when you do a whole episode, that'll come out to like 12-ish pages, now, depending on the show.
0: Well, you, you just said something I'm interested in. Because you said, convince us it's, a sh- it's an episode. Mm-hmm.
1: Isn't that what the board break was for? But the board break is really for the room, right? Typically, the board break is for the room, to be able to then convey what the episode is. So now you have to st- can tell the studio and the network what the episode is. So the outline is not really for the writers. The outline is for Everyone the studio and the network. Because typically I can go from the board and write. I don't necessarily need an outline to know what the show is. Um, but that's the process of TV writing, right? So even if you've done a story area, once you break the episode, now you have to outline it to be like, here's the full picture of what we're doing. So it's a sales document in that way.
0: Um, How much rewriting is involved in that sales document? How many times are you tweaking that outline to get it into the – because now what you've said is you're basically saying you're not writing that for people that understand writing necessarily. You're writing it for people that can only get to see the end product in their head. Mm -hmm. So what kind of things are you putting in the outline to sell the network and the studio on the episode?
1: It, the specifics of it really vary showrunner to showrunner. Like I, my first show, I think our outlines were, I want to say around nine pages, like they were not very long. So it was all like big moves, cool act outs, you know, awesome emotional moments with some like transitional lines in between. So it was really like, here's the heart and soul of what we're doing. Uh, I've definitely been on other shows where it's more detailed and it's more about, you know, especially if there's procedure involved, like really laying out how we're getting through the procedure. And sometimes that takes up more real estate. But it it sort of just depends on the show. And, like, you also you just get better at it. You know, the more you do it, the more you understand how to sell it on the page in an outline form. And so I used to, I mean, I used to have to redo three probably two or three drafts on every outline i did um back in the early days now i feel like i do a draft get a few notes and it's done Mm -hmm. um but it it again it depends too on like if you're Your outline style is one thing, and you go to a show that wants something completely different. Like, if I walked into one of those shows that was the 35-page outline, complete with dialogue, I'd be like, oh, what? (laughs) I have to do what? Because then I might as well write the script. Right. Right? From my point of view. But I know people who've been in that system, and it works. It's what they do. So it really just varies.
0: So, okay. So then you you get the outline past the network. You go and you write the script. Mm Mm-hmm. So then your first meeting is with the showrunner, I assume, after you've written the script. After your first draft, After your yeah. first draft. And how do you take, what's your process for taking in notes and um, going about executing
1: them? I mean, it's, you know, I've been really lucky because I work for people who who are very much like wanting you to retain ownership of the script. So it's like, you know, here's my thoughts and go take a run at this. Um, and it's, you know, you have that confab because when you're in the TV process, whether no matter what level you get notes at, sometimes there needs to be a conversation about, you know, if we're going to take this note, how are we going to execute it? So sometimes it's that it's actual guidance on like, look, we have to take this note, but I want to do it like as surgically as possible, which is code for like, don't go rewrite this entire scene i want you to go find like a couplet that's going to address this note and we'll fix it um so you really that's very helpful because you're not just like here's a bunch of notes please go execute them
0: there's a story i want to tell because he told it to me um off mic a uh, f- few weeks ago and it was the your um, Ironside story
1: oh you know yeah. what i'm
0: talking about mm-hmm. so just run the people down then they really all right, so to start you off it's your first ever it's my first job ever. it's your first it's job, it's your first writing job,
1: first writing job, first script assignment
0: on a staff writer of ironside a staff writer and, and that episode ended up not airing right
1: <laughs> It never aired on broadcast i it's uh available on Amazon, I own it it's on my Amazon playlist forever um but it it wasn't it so. We, I had the script or the assignment and we had broken it with myself and a few co-EPs and Ken had signed off, Ken Sanzel, who was our showrunner. And I went and wrote my first draft and I had that thing that happens to a lot of staff writers, which is you feel like something's not working, but you don't want to be the person who's like, I'm not sure this thing that we talked about works. So I wrote the outline exactly as a script draft and it was B for B, exa- B, for B no changes. exactly what was asked. And it was flat. It was a flat script. And to Ken's enormous credit, he brought me in his office and he gave me notes page by page on the entire script. And he gave me, it was, uh, I think Thursday afternoon or Friday morning. I can't remember which. And, um, basically I had until Monday end of day to rewrite it. And it was on Friday. It was on Friday. So I literally took every note and I went through them one by one. And But I, you, but you, let's not go over the part where you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because Ken knows this by now. So I, you know, held it together, took all the notes. And, and you're on a universal lot. I'm on the universal lot. I went to my office. I put everything down. A couple people were like, hey, how'd it go? And I'm like, hey, I'll be right back. And just ducked out of the office. And took a giant loop at the Universal lot where I basically just had tears streaming down my face because did I was did like... Did you the whole
0: lot like from where you were to like where it goes? I, it goes, it goes I the did. I went all the
1: way. So we used to be in the building at the front of the lot where CSI also was. Mm-hmm. So I went all the way back around New York Street yeah. and like over past the rides and then came back. And um, I just really came to grips with it because I felt like I had failed. And that's a that's a hard thing to live with as a writer, like to feel like you've just failed. And, you know, cried my tears, came back, washed my face, went back to the office, went back to work and like didn't make a big deal of it. And then, you know, essentially I felt like rope for my life over the weekend and um took every note that Ken had given me because at that point I was like, clearly my instincts here were not great. So let me let's listen to my boss. But you're – so hold on,
0: but – your instincts were to follow orders.
1: They were to the follow The first orders. time, which is what you're
0: doing now.
1: But the thing is that you, what you realize and what I, so as you're writing from your outline and from your room break, sometimes there's just stuff that like the exact way you talked about it in the room doesn't work once you get to the page. And it's, it takes time to learn how to, uh, how to deal with that in the process, right? Now I get to one of those things and I'll just write it the way I think it works. And I'll put a note in that says, hey, when I got here, it felt kind of forced to put this in. So I tried it without, if you want me to add it back in, let me know, right? Mm-hmm. Back then, I, I didn't feel, I didn't have the confidence to do that. Because it was my first job. Like quick, I didn't know I could do that.
0: Quick aside, had you thought to do that the first time out, would mm-hmm. that have been over? Like was was everyone expecting this to happen? Or, like, because everyone just expects that to happen to everyone's first script? Or would, a, would the right play have been the first time to have gone, begun, like, I don't know if this works.
1: Can I change it? Probably what I would have done, I think, in retrospect. Gone to one is of the Yeah. And that's like, the gone thing. Because Mick was in that room. Yeah. Right? So I would have gone to, you know, there were... Four, four co-EPs, consultings that I had a really good relationship with who I could have gone to and said, hey, I feel like this isn't really working. I'm not sure what to do. But, again, I was, like, trying not to make waves. And right. I was trying to be, like, the perfect, perfect kid in the office, you right. know, so – the le- that is a lesson that I learned. And now when I'm on so, staff... So
0: oh, let's go to the end of the story. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. Real, just, But real quick, I will say when I'm on staff now, I encourage if we have staff writers or lower level writers or we have assistants who are writing, I'm always like, come through me first. I'm happy to be the person you come to to say, I don't know if this works or what should I do in this situation. Because you need that person. And mm-hmm. I had people who would have done that for me, but I didn't know I could do it. Mm-hmm. So that was a big lesson learned. So the end of the story. So end of the story, I write all weekend, barely sleep. Um, and this time I do like, as you were saying, as I was looking at Ken's notes, it was, how can I make this work? Not just do the note, right? It was, how do I execute it in a way that feels real to me, but addresses Ken's note. And that is, I think often the trick. And Monday, um, the consulting producer who was supervising me, I went into his office and said, hey, I think I'm done. I'm getting ready to send it to you. And then right before I hit send, he came down and said, hey, um, Ken wants you to copy him because he's going to read it before I give you any notes. He, so, so Ken <laughs> wouldn't let you vet it through the co-EP first. Well, he just he wanted to see what I had done, right. essentially. And so, you know, that... I did it. I waited. And, you know, an hour later, Ken came in and he was like, basically, like, that's the script I knew you could write. And and it was very validating. But it's also, you know, his acknowledgement that, like, it was my first script. He didn't expect it to be great. He expected it to be a script we could work with. Mm-hmm. And once you understand that that's the expectation, no one expects you as a staff writer to write the greatest episode of television ever written. They expect you to write a serviceable draft that you can be given notes on to then go execute them.
0: The uh, John Rogers saying, you know, television is the execution of written material on time.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah,
0: that is television.
1: It really is, and it's it's because all the greatness,
0: all the greatness of TV, happens so much later down the pro- down and down the road of the process, like when the showrunner gets a hand of it, and it's like, well, this this is awesome. I may want to change that. This is great, right? So it's like, and then you still, you, it's still your name on the script. You get all the credit. Um, so, like, but it's a collaboration. It's-
1: it is a collaboration. I think it's, I wouldn't say that it all happens. I mean, there's definitely things that I've written in drafts, like scenes I'm super proud of, that go to air untouched, that, you know, I got a chance someone said, hey, what if we did this scene, and I got to run at it, and... You know, I see those scenes on television. I'm like, oh, that scene did turn out awesome. That's great. (laughs) But, you know, it's certainly – the collaboration is the key element, though. Like, you can't ever think you're bigger than the process. I think that's when you really get into trouble, is you think what you want to say on the page is more important than the fact that this is someone else's show. And it's their their tone and their – Specificity Of what's going to be on screen Joe Carnahan has a statement It's not about TV, it's about him
0: But I think it relates to TV And he said once in an interview I think it was his Hollywood Trenches series He said, I don't have an ego to speak of But I believe that the work we do And the things we make have massive egos And you must feed it at all times And I think that that particular sentiment Plays more to television Far more than it does film, I think Um, Because television the show itself wants every last bit of you yeah and and you have to give it you have to give it what it wants yeah and it wants your complacency and your – so it's like it is just sounding really bad now but like it's what it's what the project the projects want the shows want uh, they want your undivided attention
1: yeah, it is. I mean, everything you do is in service to the whole. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's I think, always always going back to that. When you get a note you don't like, but you have to take it, it's because it's going to get the episode made. And the episode is more important than your precious, precious feelings about one line you have to add or cut or do. You know, it's like you just... That all has to go. It doesn't mean in the moment you're not like, are you kidding me with that? Like, that is the stupidest note. But sometimes, but you would just then have to go execute the note. Do you think the
0: process is changing at all? I mean, especially with like the age of the short order. But it's like, for example, you worked on secretly – Let's my, might add. worked on Cloak and Dagger for like two years. It's not
1: secretly. No, I did season one and it is not secretly. It is the way like. You just
0: didn't say anything. You
1: are not allowed to say anything. <laughs> I can only say it now because my name appeared on screen during season one aired. That is literally so, it. And it's like, how, how, so how, but how, how long were you working on that show for? You oh, know? you mean like the length
0: of the run? Yeah. I mean,
1: our room was
0: 20 weeks. 20 weeks. Okay. Okay. So it was still a normal show. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like, because you're starting to now see all these, like, like shows where they get written and then they shoot, like, a year later. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's all this time to really sort of finesse it and go over it again. And Do you feel like that's changing the process?
1: To hear the rest of this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash tetris.